Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome back to uh, Wild Wasteland. This is Dean Maldonado. With me, as always, is Michael Johnson. Hey, what's going on? We got uh, a tiny podcast buddy. Yeah, we do. We have Mike uh, nerded out and took um, a handful of cash. Honestly, about um, one eighth the amount of cash that I just saw two girls throw over the uh, the bridge of the highway. Uh-huh. Um, overpass, some may overpass. call it. Overpass. Uh, I was going to call it the overpass, but I, just, I, I couldn't. You couldn't grasp the, the word. Yeah. No, I get it. It, like, was it was right in front of me. It was the most insane thing that you've ever told me. Yeah. These um, two girls were just um, throwing $200 over the overpass, and then all this uh, these IDs and credit cards, and then they tossed the whole wallet, and they were Facebooking it. Oh, they were, they were live streaming it? Yeah. Screaming something about hospital bills. I didn't want to get involved. I just kept walking. You were like, I don't know what's going on. I was like, I really don't care. This is the end of the world, man. Dun dun. That's wild. Two girls, one wallet. Yeah, it was a uh, director's cut. Not many people actually saw that version, um, but that's not what we're here to talk about today, sir. What? I'm sorry. I mean, it shocked me on my way in, but it's not a long enough or meaty enough story. To get into because yeah, I feel like you you did the whole story justice in about ten seconds. Yeah, thank, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> All right, that's the whole episode. That, that has been sponsored by Two Angry Black Girls. Damn it! Thought that was a good joke. No, it was it was good. Well, so um, so today we're gonna be talking about Nikola Tesla. This guy, if you don't know about this guy, go to Reddit. Everyone will tell you about him. Well, yeah, I mean, or you could just Google them. I mean, what the fuck? No, why if you're would already you going through something? the trouble of going to Reddit and then looking on Reddit for Nikola Tesla stuff, because he's not like hyper popular right now on Reddit. I mean, yeah, he's always been hyper popular on the internet. Like everyone's like, well, before anybody knew anything, Tesla knew everything. Well, he kind of did. <sighs> Show he, me one time he knew anything. All right, so for those of you who don't really know, I'll give you a a brief bio. I don't know if it's a brief. Oh God, an eight-page bio. No, it's it's a it's a pretty cool bio on him. I think. Um, okay, I'm listening. I got my uh, I got my popcorn I'm sitting in. So Nikola Tesla. <laughs> um, most people when they hear Tesla nowadays, they'll think of the band, the from the sex from the sixties and seventies. Uh, the motor company. Oh uh, fuck, you're right. Run by Elon Musk. Elon Musk and his ever wanting to. Just ruin the world by being like a, like a, an evil f- philanthropist. I don't know what to call him. Like, did you did you see what he's doing with the satellites and the internet? You know, I'm going to uh, let you tell me. Well, he launched like sixty eight satellites into orbit to uh, to provide internet to the entire world. Like, he's going to cover the night sky and in, in satellites. And uh, right now it's only 68, but I think his goal is like, like thousands, thousands of little satellites. It's an, it's a nice thing too. It's like free internet, kinda. It's like a weird concept. Uh, for 20 bucks you get a receiver, or 200 bucks, 
Hmm. It's kind of exciting. I'm actually kind of excited, but at the same time, people are like, oh, this is just going to ruin everything. And I think the people that are saying that are the ones that are getting fucking paid by AT&T and everybody, like, just yeah. to fuck us over. No, when I when I learned about ISPs, like, internet service providers, it blew my fucking mind. Like, like that's a conspiracy in itself. It is. It really Fuckers is. Fuckers just ruining everything in the I world. I mean, the way that the government has been built up to appreciate certain people in certain industries is ridiculous. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about Nikola Tesla. Right. So not the was, car. No. He was born in 1857 in a small mountain village in Yugoslavia, which was part of the Austro-Hungarian Empire at the time. Yummy. Right? And uh, even as a small child, you could tell this guy was a fucking genius. Tell me, what, what did he do? Did he build a perpetual motion machine, huh? I don't know if you would call it that, but... Um, according to his father, by the age of six, um, he had invented a good amount of things, but the the most notable was that he built an engine powered by 16 June bugs. They, he harnessed in sets of fours to spokes which radiated from the engine drive shaft. What? I don't even understand what you just said. What the fuck's a June bug? I showed you a picture of this like 10 minutes ago, Michael. Oh, we're, are those, am, those are bugs. we not playing this game anymore? Where I where you're stupid as fuck? I hope not. I was finally grateful that I could speak to an adult that isn't just like a blathering. So moron. tell me more. What is a June bug? Oh please, sir, please. What is a June bug? Asshole. It's like these little bugs. They kind of look like uh, bed bugs, but they're a little bit bigger. I mean, they're they're yeah, they're a pretty good amount bigger. Um, what the hell are you doing? I'm looking for my damn thing, Might have left in the other room. Oh no! Yeah, oh no! Better go get it. I will. I'll be right back. Okay, this is going really well. Was until your June bug shit. <laughs> so angry. I don't understand how he did it. That's what I'm asking. I mean, I don't know either. That it doesn't make sense. What do you mean? Everything about that. But that doesn't make sense about the fact that he harnessed the June bug and the fact that it was an engine. I don't like all of it. Okay. No, it, they're not doing anything. It was like construction or something. That's fine. Okay. That's good. Um, like how, what he, like, it's like saying like, oh, I made a battery out of roaches. Like, what? How'd you do that? Uh, honestly, I couldn't tell you. He literally <laughs> you couldn't took, find anything? Well, I couldn't. The thing is, and I'll get, no to this in, I'll get to this in a bit. Tesla doesn't write anything down. He doesn't draw anything. That's a problem. And I'll, and I'll get to that. Um... But yeah, so he he caught 16 June bugs and he took them in pairs of fours and somehow got them to be on the to be like probably scared inside of a box that had one of the spokes mm-hmm. in it. It was connected to the drive shaft and their vibrations of them moving and flapping their wings and shit moved the poles which powered the engine. Oh, okay. I guess I can kind of see it now. 
Still yeah. confusing though. But he was uh he was very frail and got sick all the time. He actually almost went blind when he was a child because he was reading too much. Oh my god. Um yeah, I know. Every parent's nightmare, right? <laughs> My kids. son won't stop reading. Get that book out of his hand. Please, doctor, please. Um, I, uh, I, he actually, yeah, you read like that and you went, is that why you have? Yeah, that's why I have glasses. No, I was going to act like the doctor. I was going to be like, uh, I have a solution. It's called television. It's called video games. Yeah. Yeah. Video or movies. Game. Nickelodeon. You ever heard of them? I got it. Just a nickel. Come on in. Put a put a put a put a put a porno on. Put the looky loos. Yeah, we got some of these uh, speakies or talkies, whatever you want to call them. We call them monies around here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he got sick all the time, um, and he literally almost went blind from reading too much. Wow. But but he read literally any book that he could get his hands on, and by the time that he finished high school he was fluent in german french italian and his native his native language of serbo crate but not english interesting no not yet i mean yeah. it, was, it was the 1850s oh okay um so he his parents sent him they were uh, his dad was a minister oh cool an orthodox oh orthodox priest oh and um so he went to a he went to really all the best schools that you could have ever gone to in that area. Because he, he went to like hookup. yeah he went to like three or four colleges, but it wasn't until he was at University of Prague that mm. he first saw an electric motor. Because up to that point, all motors were ran by June bugs. <laughs> Precisely, yeah. June, oh, he found- June June bugs in this weird thing called like. Oil, yeah. gasoline, and uh, coal, and uh, other shit of that nature. <laughs> but um, it was a new type of direct current makeup, and it had these uh, brushes and these uh, like computators on top that would like spark and like shoot out blue sparks. That's really cool. Like that would change my life too if I saw that. Well, so Tesla said to his professor, and this is a quote. Uh, he said, if we got rid of those brushes and com- and uh, commutators with all that noise and loss of energy, we'd have a much better motor. Perhaps it might be done with an alternating current. <laughs> Nonsense, the professor yelled. An alternating current would never run anything. You're not the brilliant student I thought you were. Wow. Forget it. Is this real? Yeah. This is, sounds like one of those fucking made up lines from like no, that's, the Tesla movie. No, because that's what that's what made it stick in his head. The fact that he sees Fuck his motor professor. and he's like, Oh my god. But wait, but if if we remove that and that, it would like make it better. Yeah. I think that would work. And the professor's like, No, you're an idiot. You're you a fool. Forget everything. He was he, he got obsessed. He's and, like, I'll show that motherfucker. Yeah. And so as I was telling you, Tesla has a really unusual mind. Um, supposedly, from yeah, basically fucking crazy, right? Well, from like basically infancy, he was able to see things in his mind's eye, so just like imagine things. Right. Like in front of him though. You know how like if you think of an orange hard enough, you'll see an orange in front of you? Right. That's your mind's eye. 
he had such a powerful, vivid, and detailed mind's eye that he actually had trouble telling what was real and what wasn't. Right. And he would literally never draw any of the plans out. He would imagine it in front of him, mm-hmm. take it apart, rebuild it with the exact components that he wanted to use, and then explain it in detail of how to build it to the workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard stories that he would run motors. He would run. He would know how everything. Like he could run things in his head. Yeah, he would literally build things and find out and like test them in his head, <laughs> and would get Insane. like the accurate results. Yeah, and would fix it till it worked. Um, and so he got a job managing a telephone company in Budapest, but he got super bored, so he moved to Paris. As you do. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what, like the 20s or the 70s or like 1870s or something? Um, yeah, this is the, the 1870s because he moved to America. Man, in... that would be the shit. That'd be Paris. That'd be fucking dope. Turn of the century, early 19th century Paris. Like, that's where everything was. Yeah, he moved to America in, 19, in 1884. Oh, okay. 1884, 1885. So you're just hanging out in fucking Paris? That'd be fucking so dope. He, yeah, and he became, uh, he worked for the Continental Edison Company and literally just became like a general fix-it guy. Yeah. They just like brought him somewhere and he would just fix it. But and every time he saw DC Current, he'd be like, well, well no, be so better yeah, with he, AC Current? He kept working on it in his head because any any electrical engineers that he would meet and try and talk to about it was like, you're fucking insane. You, that's not going to work. I tell you, this is works. And so one day, he walked into his friend's workshop. I ha- I know the friend's name is in all the is in all the documents, mm-hmm. but I just can't pronounce this guy's ridiculous French name. Do you want to try? Do you want to spell it? No. Oh no! No one cares. It was that much. Le No, it was like Well Stupid. Um, but so yeah, he walked into his friend's people. workshop, and literally just like took two steps in the door, stopped, and just started jabbing his cane at the air mm-hmm. at an invisible object and shouted, See? It works! It's the rotating magnetic field which causes the armature to turn. It pulls the magnets around, causing the current to flow uh, first in one direction, then the other. He did it. He created alternating current. Bang, bang, bang. The only problem was that no one understood what in the God-fearing fuck he was talking about. Yeah, because he's just pointing at the air with a fucking stick. But the manager in the workshop uh, used to work for Thomas Edison. And so he gave them like a letter introduction, the same way you would like introduce someone over email nowadays. Yeah. He did that for them. I know this guy. He's kind of crazy. I think you should meet him. Yeah, he's like, I think you would understand what he's talking about. None of us have the uh, knowledge to understand it. I am Thomas Edison. I know everything. Well, I know how to steal stuff. I'm definitely going to steal his idea and claim it as my own. (laughs) Now, the description of Tesla when he got to America is... uh, Like Fievel goes west? I don't know. It kind of, it kind of, like... I couldn't couldn't understand whether he was, like, looked like someone who was, like, very handsome... Or someone who like looked like an alien in a disguise. <laughs> Listen to this. Now, this is a quote from an article um, about the life of Tesla mm-hmm. from 
Tesla, now 27, arrived in New York. He was handsome, over six foot two, with a distinguished head and deep set blue eyes. His Slavic face was broad across the cheekbones, his dark, thick hair, and his chin sharply pointed. Of worldly goods, he had the clothes on his back, four cents in cash, the letter to Edison, and the idea that which would change the world. Okay. Yeah, they're they're talking shit about him. No, they were they were they were boosting him up in that article. Yeah, but it's like, true though. He literally only had four cents in cash. Typical Slavic. Which was probably a lot of money at that time. Yeah, that got you um, four cents. It got you a uh, it got you a train to Edison, a sandwich, and a cup of coffee, and you had <laughs> some change left over for the ride back. Yeah. Well, uh, so. He went and he met with Edison, and he didn't have any papers or drawings. Mm-hmm. So Edison just laughed at him. I mean, <laughs> he gave he gave him a job, but he laughed him off. Uh, and after three years, so now he's thirty. And actually, when he was like twenty, when was he? I, he was either twenty seven or twenty eight. He like gave this lecture to, um, like the National Institute of Electrical Engineers. About AC, about AC. Yeah, and later in his life, he he really starts giving a shit ton of lectures. It's insane. Mm, that's what, like. Well, it's because one of his labs burnt down, and yeah, he, he had a pretty yeah, big, the, big run of bad luck. Yeah, seriously. The the quote from him in the newspapers on the day that his lab burnt down, he said, "I'm so sad, I can't walk." Um, but yeah, if this podcast room burnt down, I'd feel the same way. Yeah. Like, I'm so sad, but at least I have this $35 computer. Yeah. It's always on me. So after three years, Tesla made enough money and borrowed enough money from people to, uh, make his own lab. And in it, he made the basic models of an alternating current engine Mm -hmm. called the dynamo. Which yeah. he sold the patent to George Westinghouse in 1888. Now Tesla didn't get along with any of the Westinghouse engineers because he thought they were fucking stupid. <laughs> so they kept asking so many questions. What's wrong with you? We just want to figure it out. You're so stupid. Well, because Tesla Tesla was a lot like a lot of people are today. Basically, he would get really excited about an idea, and he would just like follow that idea. He would start making it, and he would literally like get it to the point where he could explain how to build it to someone, mm-hmm. and to the point where just someone has to work. Like you just like work out the kinks. Yeah, and he would move on to the next exciting idea, and he would just let people finish his shit. Oh, he's the Elon Musk of his time, or Elon Musk is the Nikola Tesla of our time. I don't really want to say that. You could you could either say it either I way. I really don't want to because he's the same way. Yeah, him and Google. Like everyone's like. Don't get behind Google stuff because they abandon a lot of projects. Is because, yeah, when you're changing the world, like every fucking day, you're like, some things get left in the wayside, man. Yeah, some things are not that important. Like, like Google's like, why are we doing Google fucking Plus or whatever the Jeep that their uh, their Facebook app or whatever? They're like, drop it, dude. Yeah, it's <laughs> the point. Yeah, no one's using it. Well, so. You know he he got it he got it all kind of working and he he explained it all to the Westinghouse guys and he was like you can 
you can probably build the rest. And you, you, can, went, you, you smart guys can figure it out. Uh, we don't know how to figure this out. <laughs> Fucking idiots. I told you. Well, so, like a, a science writer at the time actually interviewed him before he went home, and he was like, why are you going back to your lab? He said, I want to be alone. He goes, that's the secret of invention. Be alone. Yeah. That's where great ideas are born. This is why I record Which, when I drive around. I mean, it, it kind of goes against all of what our society says right now. Oh, like our society is all about collaboration right now, you know? Yeah. They they love, you know, the mixing and mingling of genres, the mixing and mingling of people. They I mean fucking Kanye did a forty five minute lecture at Oxford University about collaboration of artists as the true way to make art. It's terrible. Yeah. No. Real real crazy shit happens when a man is just alone in a room. And that's why you know, I think I said this to you um either earlier or a couple days ago, but like today it's all innovation. There's no invention. It's just yeah. innovating on old inventions. Yeah, the iPhone X is not that different from the iPhone 1, to be honest. The car, still the same thing it's been for 100 years. Yeah, what happened Four to wheels, fucking hovercraft, huh? Or, like, flying cars. Yeah. Yeah, not planes, but flying cars. Not, like, Anything. cars that can turn into planes. Any of these inventions, these crazy inventions, like why, you know, we haven't gotten any of them because we, we just keep innovating the same crap. Yeah. It's but like, oh, why why change the wheel or reinvent we're, we're shining a turd. Yeah. We're shining a turd hoping for a diamond. That's why you can get a small computer for 35 bucks. can fit in your pocket. But um, <laughs> because of this outlook, Tesla was uh, alone a lot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Was yeah. he a lonely guy? He well, he never had many friends. Oh, and he had very few acquaintances. Oh, um, he, his best friend was a pigeon, right? Later we, in life, are we gonna um, get to that? Yeah, he he never had any women in his life besides his mother, uh, oh, who, who died when he man. was like, he was like forties. That's what that's what makes um, you a great guy, though, man. Like to have a muse, and then uh, <laughs> it was said to, it was said by some of his acquaintances. That it was hard to talk to the man, quote, his words were as if uttered by some god sitting on an Olympus high above the rest of humanity. And yeah, he used those words. Um, you know, he used the power of those words. And that's why I was saying earlier, he, he literally went and used his fame to lecture yeah. at literally like every single scientific center in that the country and around the world. Everyone wanted him. Yeah, he's a fucking, he's the current he, genius. Yeah. And he would just like wax poetic to these people and inspire the fuck out of them. I'd be inspired. And the things that he talked about the capability to make and described how to make were invented after that. He described radar, radio broadcasting, even television. Mm -hmm. He advocated for electrotherapy. Oh, not like the whole like hard shock <laughs> therapy, but like uh, minute like low vibration, low electrical oh, frequency vib yeah, then vibration. Yeah, that's, that's medicine kind of. right now, right? Or currently, yeah. Okay, they're. they're I mean, they use it for physical it. therapy all the time. Shit, that's crazy. Um, the only thing that isn't good though was his concept of like and like free energy or energy in the air, because if you did that, um. Like this would not work. Mics wouldn't work. It'd just be no, so no, no. staticky. It's not energy in the air. 
We'll get back to that. Okay. We'll we'll get to that because that's pretty interesting. Um. But actually, he told of a day when man could control nature in every respect, even the weather, with machines of all kinds. The power to run them would be so cheap that poverty would vanish from the world. Sounds nice, huh? Yeah, sounds like the future. Right? But what happened? Tell me the truth. I mean, I'm sure you've seen the Tesla Tower. That's what you were just talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, With the electricity in the air. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I used to think as well, but when I was actually reading about it, it's um that was not his intended use of it. Okay. Somebody took his idea and ruined it. I mean, it just looks like that's what it's for, you know? Oh. But what he figured he could do is give free electricity to anyone in the world without wires or towers. Yeah. His plan was to use that tower to shoot electricity into the earth. Oh. That way, anyone with a pole of a certain type of metal, I'm pretty sure it was like copper, could stamp it in the ground and have electricity available. But it's but that it's not gonna insane. fucking kill him. No, that sounds really weird. I I would not want to live in that world. Isn't that insane? Yeah, no. Like imagine copper miners. Like they're just like, yeah. Like it's just like, oh, we can't mine for copper. Why? Because the fucking Tesla death thing that's <laughs> shooting electricity in the in yeah. the ground. And oh, then yeah, in, I'll uh, take the wires, dude. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> In November of uh, 1898, he announced he could abolish war. With his death ray. I mean, who does this guy think he is? Fucking, well, fucking electric Jesus? It was a... I can bring have peace you seen to man. Those, have you seen those death, his, uh, his death ray concepts? Oh, his death ray is fantastic. He It wasn't like a death death ray. He wanted to put... Um, like li- like lightning cannons on top of buildings and like make them like an AA gun, so no air, no no planes can come and it just shoots a plane out of the sky. I'm so happy that that's what you think that it is because I'm actually about to get to that. Okay, that's not what it is. Okay, that's a Hollywoodized version of well, what, what people I, probably what think reading, that it could have been. Uh, when I was reading into it, the Japanese uh, tried to build it. Well, in so World War too. Well, so after he announced that he could abolish war, um. He actually described that he had designed a small, inexpensive radio-controlled boat, which is supposedly able to destroy the biggest battleships and basically make navies useless. So, what happened uh, with that? I don't know. Maybe it's called a torpedo nowadays. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Yeah. He, that was the thing. Is he didn't want to patent anything. He didn't want money for anything. Yeah. And that's going to be his greatest downfall. Yeah. Um, and the best invention of all, the death ray. I love the death ray. Which would annihilate whole armies. Now, uh, not all of his inventions were that flashy. He actually revolutionized tons of industries because he worked on induction coils and oscillators, and he actually pioneered tuned electrical circuits. Oh. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know. That that went way over my head. uh, And he actually did invent one that was pretty flashy. Um, the disco ball. In in 1916, uh, Princess Vilma Lvovpalargi. No, she was a princess from Eastern Europe. No, I I she, got that. She uh, was living in Manhattan with her pet lion. Of course. And uh, she painted well-to-do people, and uh, she painted Nikola Tesla in her new studio. What well-to-do? He was never well-to-do. No, like, well-known. Oh well. 
Well, that's different. Well-to-do means that he was wealthy. I know, but mostly well-to-do, like royalty across Europe. No, I like get the that. Big, but he was well-known. Well, no, yeah, I, no, I get that so, at that point, uh, especially if he's doing lectures all over the country. Yeah, and he had been for the last like thirty years and all over the world. Wow. Um, also, he wasn't that poor. He made a lot of money. He was poor. No, he made a shit ton of money all the time, he but he constantly put it back into his inventions. And as I'll get to later, a lot of them blew up. Yeah, no. So he loses a lot of money all the time. Yeah, electricity. He's putting electricity in the fucking ground, dude. I know. Like, that's, I know. that's the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, we'll get crazier. But so uh, she had him over, and he was really weird about oh, yeah. getting uh, his his likeness in something. They eat my whether, soul. Whether it's a painting or a picture, he was really mm. weird. Like he had like a certain like diet he would do beforehand. He had to sleep a certain amount of time and be awake for a certain amount of time, and like he also loved the number thirteen, right? He did, yeah. He, um, was, he was kind of a. Um, I mean, I, that's my that's my lucky number. Yeah, but he would. He, you're not a fucking whatever that is uh, OCD about it. Oh you know, no, like, not at all. I need to tap the thirteen times on the computer before I turn it on, and I need to think about naked women thirteen times before I have sex. But one of the things that he was uh, desiring was northern exposure, so just like more light coming in on his face where he was looking. Oh. Okay, in the painting. Mm-hmm. And so he clustered powerful incandescents in the corner of the apartment, and he filtered the rays through a blue glass, making the first flash of all time. Gave naturalistic light inside the room. Wow. So that's the worst pun you've the, ever fucking said. Yeah, right? Not every... Uh, there was one, one that was flashy. flashy. Boom. He invented the flash. Oh However... It's getting canceled. What's, what's, what's really fun about it is that the, the painting, actually, it's a really nice painting of him, but he's just, like, looking and thinking and imagining mm-hmm. because once he built that, he was thinking of all the applications of it, and so she painted him while he was mid-state of, like, just, like, thinking. Thinking, oh. Yeah. I feel like that's very um, telling of the of the subject. Mm-hmm. So in his later years, as you mentioned earlier, he made friends with pigeons in the park. <laughs> As we all probably will be doing eventually. Yeah. When when he got too old and sick to feed him, he actually would send a Western Union messenger every single day to feed the pigeons and bring him any that looked sick so he could nurse them back to health. Uh, so he was a weird guy, but... And he died penniless in New York, and the government came and stole all of his fucking writings. Yeah, so the day that he died... Um, his good friend was in the room with him and uh, like a couple other people. But, yeah, when he died, uh, a couple of G-men came in. Suppose This is in a book. This is in a diary. Not a diary. A uh, biography that kind came of out in 1944. Now, yeah, because he died in, I think, 43. Okay. Um, the, so it is kind of probably accurate. Oh, yeah. No, Nikola Tesla actually said that this guy was the... I have a quote later down. Let me find it for you. Um, shit. Where is it? Here we go. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it was a biography called uh, Prodigal Genius. It was by John J. O'Neill. Now, Tesla... So, John J. O'Neill met Tesla when he was a boy and knew him for a basically Tesla's entire life. And um, Tesla was quoted saying that John O'Neill understands me better than any man alive. <laughs> that's 
it's no, a pretty, a, pretty, pretty good pretty biography good, yeah, to read, right? But it does describe uh, a couple a couple of G-men breaking in. So man, the FBI declassified 342 pages of documents relating to Nikola Tesla, which starts in the 40s when he died. Yeah, so this is why you gave that introduction to Nikola Tesla, because we're going to be talking about him probably for the next few episodes. Oh, yeah, we got to do a deep dive, because the, I mean, Jesus, it is a lot, and it is... It is thick. It is. It's very very dense, and uh, it bounces around in timeline, but it's everything. Yeah, if you enjoy it redacts his names. Yeah, which is pretty fucking crazy. If you enjoyed our Montauk experiment and the Rainbow Project and the Philadelphia Project, you're going to love this episode, this series of episodes. So, so yeah, let's get into the real shit here. Let's get into the papers. <laughs> so it starts with uh, pages and pages of them talking about taking Tesla's documents. Um, about 80 trunks worth of his writing and inventions just to make sure it didn't fall into the hands of the enemy. Yeah, the the fucking Nazis. 1944, yeah. And then... uh, 43, 44? Yeah, 44. Um, Then it goes on to show a ton of pages where they discuss, you know, what to do about the family members they're requesting to get the shit we're gonna have to kill them (laughs) and basically they uh say fuck them oh that sounds like the government in 1944 sounds like the government now yeah well it's kind of like uh honestly it's kind of like that 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 christian petition to netflix to cancel the show on amazon everyone kept writing to the fbi yeah and the fbi had the easy out of I'm sorry, the Office of Alien Property uh, Custodian is the one that you need to reach out to. We do, don't have do, anything. Do, 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 do. Now, that was, that was like a, that was a, it, it was a government office of the Ju- Department of Justice where they would basically take all of the possessions of someone they believed was an enemy mm. or was friendly with enemies. So when you say alien, you mean of an alien state, not, yes, not extraterrestrial. Yes, not extraterrestrial, no. <laughs> It just happens to be that it does. It just happens. Tesla is connected with aliens. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll we'll see what happens. Oh, okay. So, well, I mean, what? Literally, literally, the next document was a was a student of electrical engineering requesting to see the Tesla documents, and the FBI responds with, uh, "The FBI has never been in possession of any of Mr. Tesla's items." Bullshit. And then that was literally. There's, I mean, I was I was showing Mike before we started recording. There's what? Like probably, hundreds. Yeah, of hundreds. Of hundreds just like, of these letters. And, you know, they're all signed off by, uh, what was his name? Well, it was J. Edgar Hoover for a while. So this wasn't just like some clerk. No, it's signed off by the director of the FBI. So it's some real, So you know that they had some fucking trunks of his well, yeah, right so, there in, in Hoover's office next to his <laughs> fucking miniskirts. Well, so, so in all reality, the FBI was keeping Tesla's property. In the Manhattan Storage's warehouse at 52nd and 7th Ave in rooms 5J and 5L. Oh, damn it. I was looking at 5A through 5D. Mm-hmm. It's right next door. Yeah, they were only visited one time <laughs> uh, in 1943 on January 26th and 27th, where people who identify themselves as federal authorities 
Mm-hmm. Uh, took thorough inventory um, of all of Tesla's items. God, it's like he's just jumping around on me. Now, they were agents from the Office of Alien, Pro- of Alien Property Custodian. Mm-hmm. So then I guess, you know, the question is, how did the FBI get the stuff? How did the FBI get the stuff? Well, they used an agent named uh, Mr. Kozanovic. What the fuck? That's the most Russian name I've ever heard in my life. Well, he was actually a distant cousin of Nikola Tesla, who went and collected a good amount of items because he was a relative. Oh. Even though, while Nikola Tesla was alive, he fucking hated this guy. Oh. This one specific guy just fucking despised him. Literally, like, would refuse to communicate with him at all times, because I guess at one point he tried to get money from him. Oh, man. I'd... Hate him too. He's a greedy bastard. So, um. That's why I wish I, I hope I never become an uncle. One of the ones that really, uh, kind of, kind of gets me is the, there was a letter from one of the guys that I told you about who was in the room when Tesla died. Mm -hmm. This guy, Kenneth, uh, Sweezy. Yeah. He wrote the FBI in 1955. So, 13 years later. It's been a while. Uh, trying to find one missing personal item. <laughs> Tesla's solid gold Edison medal. So he won the Edison medal. Wow. He probably Because of alternating current and the fact that he never wanted money. Like the fact that he was such a good philanthropist and just like gave it all away. Yeah. He was awarded basically America's most prestigious thing they can give to a scientist and an inventor. Um, That's pretty fucking dope. Now he says... So Sweezy says how the FBI was noted taking taking it in an article, but he knows it was the Office of Alien Property Custodian because he was in the room. Mm-hmm. He described what was locked in Tesla's personal safe when the Office of Alien Property Custodian opened it. Then they locked it and shipped it to uh, Belgrade, which is now in which is Serbia, uh, to be housed in the Tesla Museum. When they opened it in Serbia, there was no metal. It's gone. It's empty. And all the keys had been put into a little box and moved to the side. However, it was noted earlier in documents, mm-hmm. uh, inside FBI correspondence, uh, that the safe was actually broken back into two nights after Tesla's death by wow. FBI agents to recover certain sensitive items. And the, and the metal. Well, I hope they took the metal, you know. Fucking bunch of assholes. But yeah, because he, he was writing to them saying like, we like they reached out to the Edison community, and it's going to cost like three thousand dollars to replace the metal. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "It's really shitty that the <clears throat> that the country that gave him this medal because he revolutionized your entire country, yeah, is now making a poor country pay for a very expensive metal that you stole back." Yeah. Um. What a bunch of assholes. Right? But yeah, once we get past like the wham, we want our things back. Wham, we need money to erect our statues and busts. <laughs> um, you know, we get to uh, the fun stuff. Oh, let's get. Are we getting to the fun stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, finally, death rays. So this is better. Oh. Actually, this is exactly what you were talking about earlier. It's not oh. the death ray. The no, death, I know it's not the death ray, but it was it's different. Like, so he hinted at an invention. Uh, that he already made, which would change the way we defend our country. 
called the Teleforce. Ooh, that sounds fucking awesome. Now, the Teleforce was presented in a New York Times article on September 22, 1940, titled Death Rays for Planes. I'm down. I would fucking read that article. I would... I'd come home and tell my mom about it. So on Nikola Tesla's four, uh, 84th birthday, uh, he, and a lot of these are quotes from the article. I'm not going to keep saying quote in the middle because I'm going to feel like a no. dickhead. Yeah, quote unquote. There's going to be a lot of quote unquote. Oh, yeah. So on Nikola Tesla's 84th birthday, he stands ready to divulge to the U.S. government the secret of his teleforce, with which he said airplane motors would be melted at a distance of 250 miles. So that an invisible Chinese wall of defense would be built around the country against any attempted attack by an enemy air force, no matter how large. Damn. Isn't that insane? No, like that seems like a really fucking cool concept. This, did they talk about how much so, power yeah. you would need to, to power that? Yeah. Because it's insane. It's an insane amount of fucking power. Well, so the teleforce is based on an entirely new principle of physics that Quote, no one has ever dreamed about. Oh, electricity physics. Yeah. Electrophysics. Um, and it would operate through a beam one one hundred millionth of a square centimeter in diameter. It's kind of small. And it could be generated from a special power plant, which would cost no more than two million to build and could take three months to construct. Mm-hmm. That's in nineteen forty. Could you imagine how fucking cheap that would be today? Probably more expensive. Where are you going to find all that cast iron and everything that they fucking built everything out of back then? I don't know. Every scrapyard in the entire world? You can't find cast iron in scrapyards. Fine, then. Melt down a shit ton of pots. I don't give a shit. <laughs> go, yeah, go, no, go raid it's... Michael's and uh, Home Goods' warehouse. I'm sure they have a ton of them. This is a railgun. This is like the first concept of a railgun of like li- like kind of concentrated plasma or electricity being shot out. So with dozens of plants located at strategic points along the coast, it would be able to defend the entire country. Yeah. The beam produced would be able to melt any engine, and it would ignite explosives inside any bomber. Mm-hmm. He said, no possible defense against it could be devised as the beam would be all penetrating. Damn. Right? So the, But that's the issue with electricity, though. Like th- That's what I was talking about earlier. The Japanese tried this in World War II. And well, they're not Tesla. I know. I get it. They could not get the... So the, the, the whatever that... They tried to make it into... They didn't want to do defense. Come in, the Japanese in World War II. They I'll, wanted to do I'll it get for to murder. What, I'll get to what you're talking about. Okay. <coughs> so the beam involved four new inventions, two of right. which he already had tested. Okay. One is the method and apparatus for producing the rays. And the problem was that this was... Uh, on the document that I was reading, uh, it had been hole punched or like stapled into something. Yeah. And so some words were ripped out. Oh, and they were the most important words. <laughs> Probably. Uh, yeah. So the apparatus for producing rays, something, manifestations of energy, something free. Oh uh, my God. These, what the fuck? Air. It gets, it gets a lot better. There were like three in a row and that was fine. Oh. Um, cause it was really small at the very top. Um, Let's see. Eliminated the blank for a high vacuum. Second is a method for producing very great electrical force. Mm-hmm. The third is a method for amplifi- amplifying this force. And yeah. the fourth is a new method for producing, quote, 
a tremendous electrical repelling force. And the fourth aspect is the projector or gun of the system. And according to Tesla, it will attain a potential 50 million volts. That's crazy. So he said, with this, uh, with this enormous voltage, he said, microscopic electrical particles of matter will be catapulted on their mission of defensive destruction. So at the, the end of the article, Tesla adds that his only stipulation to the government, should they take him up on his offer... <laughs> Uh, would be that he would suffer no interference from experts. Yeah, I fucking hate experts. Yeah, right? No, I'm with Tesla on that one. Like, not like a joking way. Like, no, seriously. Like, they, he's making brand, brand, brand new shit that's never been thought up. There's yeah. no experts. Like, can you imagine if he actually listened to his, like, professor? When he was talking about AC, like we wouldn't have AC, like this, nothing could exist. No, DC. We would was... need power stations every other block. Yeah. It's insane. Like, wait. We would it, need power stations in our and, homes. And everybody was like, Tesla? He's an idiot. <laughs> Who's this guy? He doesn't know nothing. Uh, actual, actuate? <laughs> like, I don't even know the word. What was it called? So now it gets interesting. Okay, finally. <laughs> So an office mem- memorandum uh, from, the, from the U.S. government on July 25th, 1957, mm-hmm. was sent from the SAC in New York to the director of the FBI. So Special Agent Mastrovich stated that certain woman, Mrs. Margaret Storm, who lives with her husband, John, has been issuing newsletters which contain information pertaining to flying saucers and interplanetary matters. Okay. Agent Mastrovich believes the two are exploiting Tesla's reputation and fame. And they go on to talk. Literally, like, every single time someone fucking talks about Tesla in any of these FBI documents, they go, Tesla was born in Siljan, Yugoslavia in July 1859, which it came to the United States in 1894 and became a naturalized U.S. citizen. They do, like, the whole fucking backstory. Yeah. But I just want to point this out. This is the third different year that I have found. Yeah. That stated to that he was officially born. Oh. His Wikipedia page says 1856. Yeah. This office memorandum says 1859. Mm-hmm. And the article written by the longtime friend with quotes from his fucking father says 1857. They're slipping up. Do 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 uh-huh. do do. <laughs> What what uh, what year was it on Mars? Hmm? That's what I want to know. Six thousand nine hundred forty-two. <laughs> so in eighteen eighty-six, Tesla designed an arc lighting an arc lightning system, and two years later invented the Tesla motor and designed a plan for the transmission of alternating current. In mm. subsequent years, Tesla's discoveries and inventions included such fields and appliances as wireless communication, electrical oscillation. Radiant power and radioactive matter. It's all made up. It's all crazy. Too crazy. After 1900, communications and wireless power transmission occupied most of his research. This is all from the memorandum. Oh, okay. Um, the memorandum then has the entire article typed out. The one that we told I told you about from 1940. Mm-hmm. The death rays. Yeah. On, for planes. Um, and it says how the the couple are actually distributing that in connection with alleged Tesla. With the alleged invention by Tesla, which according to the couple, consists of a radio-type machine 
known as the Tesla set. Okay. Which was invented by Mr. Tesla in 1938 for interplanetary communication. Mr. and Mrs. Storm claimed that Tesla's engineers did not complete the Tesla set until after Tesla's death in 1943. Mr. and Mrs. Storm claim that this set was placed in operation in 1950. Since that time, the Tesla engineers have been in close touch with spaceships, etc. That was the that was the memorandum. It's <laughs> fucking nuts. Then I get to witness hundreds of pages of people requesting to see the Tesla papers because they read Prodigal Genius by John J. O'Neill where it said that the mm-hmm. FBI came in and fucking grabbed him. Then the FBI is like, no, we didn't. Yeah, exactly. And then 50, 60 years later, or no, fuck, well, then, 80 years later. In 1975 is when we get real fun because mm-hmm. J. Edgar Hoover is not the director of the FBI anymore. Hey, man. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's Clarence M. Kelly. Oh. Who... Kelly was really big when he beca- when he took over the FBI. He was really big on promoting transparency to the public. Okay. He really wanted to try and prove that he wasn't the old FBI with the G men that would come in and kill people and not do anything and yeah. cover it all. He, he was trying. This is to not promote- your daddy's FBI. That was literally his slogan. Yeah. I remember we talked about him. Yeah. So, what episode were we talking about? I have no clue. So a journalist from Kensington, Maryland, uh, has this long back and forth with the FBI about getting the Tesla documents Mm -hmm. and invokes the uh, Freedom of Information Privacy Acts through the Justice Department. So the FBI responded by saying, uh, in order to invoke that act, you need authorized, a notarized authorization from Tesla's next of kin directing him to release any information or files concerning Tesla. The fuck? And who the fuck is that? He didn't have any kids. Well, keep in mind, this is the exact same fucking agency that told all of his next of kin, we don't you have, don't anything. have anything. So, yeah. It's like a catch 22. Yeah. You got to find one of his next of kin, but they don't know that you guys have anything. Well, well, so now, now Mr. Kelly is interested and he starts digging. On April 20th, 1976, he received a letter informing him that a microfilm record of Tesla's unpublished diary was on display in the Belgrade Museum, the Tesla Museum. Yeah. Uh, According to the museum director, in 1971, the Soviets had made copies of some portions, but not the Colorado Springs diary, which numbers pages 500, which, which, yeah, has 500 pages, 20, which directly pertain to ball lightning, Okay. And 20 or so relevant to the equipment construction. And the quote still says, this is from the, a letter from one of his agents. Uh, we copy the most significant portions, but I feel more exists. Mm-hmm. He goes on to talk about being involved with Project Tesla, where they were trying to make his inventions and basically push them to the limits and see what they could do. Um, and... He notes three military applications that were found. Tell me. This is all one long fucking quote. Okay. So get ready. Yeah, Sit down. It's going to be really 19, 1980s, 1970s uh, government official. Word. Yeah. First, Tesla claimed that the lightning balls, which destroyed his equipment, uh, could be used to destroy aircraft. I have talked to AF personnel, such as 
redacted name of engineer at Micro Networks, who saw one inside uh, his plane, who saw one outside his plane during a test flight, uh, and found AF personnel that fear these quote F RF balls as they call them. Second, it is a suspicion of mine that ball lightning, if injected with lithium, could produce a cheap fusion bomb. Third, <laughs> this is insane, uh, and this. May be no more than a suspicion. The propulsion mode of ball lightning involves electrogravitic interaction, which means air vehicles of revolutionary configuration may be constructed. There are no presently known laws of physics that can account for the propulsion 400 miles per hour or so when following an airliner. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other hitherto unsuspected applications may exist. None of these applications were the goal of Project Tesla, which centered on producing ball lightning as Tesla did and studying it as a plasma confinement technique for fusion reactors. Incidentally, Tesla claims to setting up standing waves on the Earth's surface, or wireless power, was erroneous and involved techniques similar to Project Sanguine, that is, using the Earth's atmosphere as a waveguide. Uh, then we then find ourselves with a note. So that, that was the end of the, 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 the whole thing. That's crazy. Ball lightning is a very like rare thing. Like it's Ball incredibly lightning, rare. It's insane because Tesla understood it. He figured it out. But like how do you? He harnessed it. He figured out how to create it. Damn it. Yeah. Where'd he go? Come back. He dead. That's so, nuts. Because this is where I found out about ball lightning. Okay, and that got you down a whole other uh, path. Yeah, because, so, as you know, when you call the government, they transcribe everything. Yeah. So, uh, there was a transcription of a phone call that was received from Tesla's old lab assistant. Oh, Jimmy. I don't know his name. Honestly, when I got to this point and I was reading this guy's... uh, letters uh his his, his transcription Mm -hmm. for a second i thought you know if elon musk was a time traveler that was him yeah because the guy goes on for so long telling him how he always you know he told tesla all the time that he should uh monetize something and sell it to fund the rest so he could put out the rest for free. Yeah. Which is literally the plan of Elon's Wave 1 Tesla plan was create a luxury car to build up enough infrastructure to then put out an economy car with the same features. Well, I feel like people that, uh, like like Elon Musk of today, learn from the the geniuses of the past. You see the if you don't know all the shit about them, like what I'm finding out now, though, I mean, how much can we learn? Yeah, well, you can, you, you can, you know, like the the general rule of Tesla is like you have to make money. Like, yeah, it's great to, it's you can release things for cheap. Like, you don't have to be an asshole with your revolutionary new way of producing energy, but you do have to charge like. How about a penny? Yeah, a little bit. It's a, yeah. It, it is a transaction. Like $20. You get all the electricity you want for your whole life. Everybody yeah. in America uses it. That You you just got, if everybody in America, if there was 300 million people back then, and they just gave, like, okay, I'll give you AC current. 
just give me 20 bucks. Yeah. That just get, got you fucking you get, $6 you billion. Get, dollars. Yeah, but you and your family and your entire, every generation after you has electricity for life for free. Yeah. It's so worth it. It's something stupid like that. And yeah. then now you can fund all your crazy shit. You just got $6 billion. Mm-hmm. But Tesla was very against it. No, he shut him down. Well, it's um, a good thing because, um, you know, if he didn't, if he, like, imagine that if he didn't allow AC, if he patented it and was like a yeah, if he was asshole, a greedy fuck, oh my God, we, like, we would have nothing. Yeah, we would have DC current, like we were just talking about, because that, in, like, when we're talking about capitalism, like pure capitalism, like that kind of concept that you just fuck over everybody. Yeah. Everybody having a power station in their house seems like this Orwellian, like, horror horror it world. It totally is. Like, instead of how we have it now. Like, oh, Ugh. I'll just pay you 20 bucks a month and you send me electricity so the lights come on. Mm-hmm. You and know? I don't need to know where you get it from or hey, who makes you know, it. I'll just pay you a little I don't bit. need to know. <laughs> so the lab assistant talks about the electric balls and fireballs they made and how... Actually, when they were making them, when they were doing it, like Tesla was explaining how he made all of this. But um, as he got older and his mind started to go more, he got more secretive mm-hmm. and wouldn't recant how he was doing it. I well, already told you the one time. Exactly. Stop. Start recording. when. Don't record me. So straight from the lab assistant's mouth, Tesla became familiar with the destructive characteristics of fireballs in his experiments at Colorado Springs in 1899. He produced them quite by accident and saw them more than once explode and shatter his tall mast and and also destroy the apparatus within the laboratory. Mm -hmm. The destructive action accompanying the disintegration of the fireball, he declared, takes place with inconceivable violence. He studied the process by which they were produced, not because he wanted to produce them, but in order to eliminate the conditions in which they were created. Wow. It is not pleasant, he related, to have a fireball explode in your vicinity, for they will destroy anything they come in contact with. So... So not the best thing to have lying around. No. So Tesla figured out how to make a... I'm going to try and say this. It's a... It's a more that he made up, but because it technically describes exactly what it is, it's like a parasitocilianteus. Basically, it's a circuit. <laughs> it's it's an it's an oscill- it's a circuit that yeah. oscillates within a main circuit. Oh, like a fidget spinner. I guess, but if a fidget spinner constantly was moving in different directions and re correcting itself inside of something that was also moving and generating different waves. So like a gyroscope? So it allowed him to produce two conflicting waves of frequencies, which would interact. Yeah. And change. And cancel each other out? No. So he would use very low and high frequencies, and when they would interact, it would force the change Mm. in frequency. And that rate of change was so expressive and so vast that it would change fireballs at insane rates of millions of horsepower. Oh. Which can't be contained, resulting in it being released into the surrounding space. 
Hence the explosions or the lightning balls or fireballs. That's crazy. Now, we don't. We still haven't been able to recreate this or harness this or something or what? What's, I don't. I don't think we would want to. Because of this, seems like a lot of potential power. Like nuclear. so, using this principle, fusion. Using this principle, Tesla, in his Colorado Springs lab, could set the circuit in operation at a frequency to which a given warship is resonant. The complex structure of the ship would provide a great number of spots in which the electrical oscillations will be uh, will be set up of a much higher frequency than those coursing through the ship as a whole. Because mm-hmm. what he would do is he would use the electromagnetic waves and frequencies of the Earth to send these waves, and he yeah. could. These parasite currents will react on the main ship, uh, on the main ship current, causing the production of fireballs, uh, which by their explosions will destroy the ship even more effectively than the than the explosions of the magazine, which would also take place. Wow, that's insane! Literally, it takes the innate vibrations of anything mm-hmm. and just and sends a conflicting current. To change their rate of movement by a millions of horsepower and spontaneously combust. Oh my God! Maybe that's how all those people were dying in the eighties and nineties from uh, spontaneous combustion. Maybe they were just playing around with frequencies because we're all frequencies at the end of the day. We are. And actually, it turns out that he actually almost had a sale of that device too. The U.S. government? Nope. The Navy? The U.K. government. So Winston Churchill was personally very interested to buy it for the U- for England after they got fucked with World War II. Yeah. Because Tesla, with that instrument that he built, mm-hmm. could promise full defense of air and sea. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. But right after World War II... Churchill got removed as prime minister, and so oh, sail kind of crashed and burned. What the fuck? Who took his place? Some dickhead. <laughs> and then uh, they go on to talk about this woman, Margaret Cheney, who wrote a biography on Tesla called Tesla, A Man Out of Time. Mm-hmm. Literally, that was the end of the thing. They, they straight oh. up, I shit you not, they photocopied it. If you want to read... Nikola Tesla, a man out of time, go download these FBI documents because they scanned every last fucking page of that book for some reason. Really good. Really good book. And they didn't like highlight any parts of it. They didn't really like show what they were looking for in it. They were just showing the entire book. Yeah. Um Maybe, that sucked. Uh, you know, those poor that was before they had interns. Oh man. Some Sweet. poor man had to stand in his in his uh heavily starched collar with his oh. fat tie. And his wool shirt just reeking inside of, of a copy room while mm. heavily chain smoking and sweating his ass off, just <laughs> copying <laughs> a book and blinding <laughs> himself. But because yeah, they didn't have lids either, just, no, they didn't. Just, like, it was flash just... the sky. Well, so that, my friends, is the end of part one of Nikola Tesla. Okay, that was uh. The first 167 pages. Well, I feel like we learned a lot. We learned a whole bio, uh, biography on him about all this, uh, all this stuff. Like, what are, what are we going to learn next? I don't know. 
I'm excited to find out. Oh, you haven't even read the pages. <laughs> Not yet. I read through those 167, and my brain was rattling because they do yeah, go you into. Me. You're telling me about. They this. go into very, very detailed description of and very. Um, you have to be very knowledgeable in electrical engineering and mm-hmm. the engineering of circuitry, you know, to understand what exactly they're talking about. Yeah. And also reading. Um, Government documents is, they're a very particular type of document, you know? Everything's very structured. Everything is very, you know, written out to be very specific and very... Well, that's how you can tell if there's, like, fraudulent documents. Like, because, uh, like, a lot of those, like, alien documents that came out in the 80s and 90s, they were, like, look looked like it was written by a military person you, when you show it to a military person, like, that's not the right format. Yeah, no. That's not the right anything. Because also, like, the reason that there's so many pages, and that's why, I mean, well, yeah, it's great that there's 364 pages. It's great. That's awesome. Unless you're... But some of the issue is that, like, you know, two pages is a photocopy of somebody's handwritten letter that was sent to the FBI, mm-hmm. and the next full page and maybe page and a quarter which ends up being the next two pages is some poor steno- some poor uh secretary that had to type it all out and send it over yeah and then is a photocopy of the response from J Edgar Hoover saying I'm sorry we don't have any of that stuff yeah a lot of that a lot of that a lot of it it's a lot to sift through because you know if, if you don't sift through it straight you don't you'll miss the things of like yeah, there there was a lot through, of yeah. really interesting correspondence with that journalist because he was pressing them in different ways. He was like, he was like, no, 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 I have references and I know that this happened. I know that they had that and you now have this. Mm-hmm. And if you don't show me this, something is going to happen. And like the the back and forth between him and the FBI was intriguing. Um, but it's not worth, you know, dictating to you an entire fucking <laughs> conversation you could done by letter in the 40s you know you could you as much could. as i would love to yeah that, that's uh, we would lose viewers <laughs> quicker than uh you know you could eat a big mac or i honestly i could be a big mac I'm not a fan of big macs i fucking love them i like whoppers or mm, uh no quarter no pounders no thanks not for me but are you glad to get this all out of your head now? Like uh, you seem like uh, yeah. You're I mean, I'm, I'm about for, to for I'm about to to fill back up with more. Yeah, so I know. I'm excited about that. But no, hey. that was oof. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah, because you're like earlier today. You're like screaming about it. Oh yeah, I was walking down the street, just yelling Tesla, Tesla, and we're all packed the Tesla dealership. We're in a bunker. God damn. In the desert. You son of a gun. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Ben, if you're listening, I'll send you the documents. You nerdy, nosy motherfucker. As always, you know, you got to stay stay vigilant. And uh, stay wild. Oh, yeah. Did you want me to say that? I don't know. It's up to you. And uh, Eric, thanks for sending us uh, your commercial with the girl with her tits out. 
Yeah, I wanted to post it, but I fear that I'll be flagged uh, by by Facebook for some kind of pornography. Maybe we'll put the Wild Wasteland thing logo over. Like right over her yeah. tits, right over her cleavage. We'll, yeah. we'll lose more followers than if I had read you the actual memorandums. Yeah, maybe we'll put a maybe we'll put an advertisement on Pornhub. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, honestly, I think we get a lot of clicks because it's the first ad they've seen in fifteen years that isn't. This is the sexiest game, or you won't last two seconds with her, or sexy moms in your area. Click here to say hello. Or I actually like this idea. Live like, chat with this Russian model who really loves you. You won't last five minutes on this podcast. You're or come. Or. The secret doctors don't want you to know, which will add four inches in your penis. Listen to Wild Wasteland. Listen to Wild Wasteland. Find That'd be out. perfect. Yeah, no, I, I think we should take it, flip it, reverse it, do these awful things, but make it about us instead. This podcast, you won't last five minutes or else you start jerking off. Jesus. Like, as soon as you, as soon as you get, we, like... Fucking Omegle? You're like, hello, everybody. We, we, we chat roulette. Like, ah. Yeah, we're gonna be live streaming me. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be putting Mike on chat roulette while I sit in the corner and cry aggressively. It's gonna be a great time. Please send us your money. I love you. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Fuck, man. Every time, every fucking time, we gotta talk about that. Get over here. Yeah, like you're part of the network, but you're but you're owned by us. That could work, but I mean, it's literally just like franchises. Yeah, no. it's a uniquely identical podcast. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Like, and that's that. really that's that's also a funny name for a company that distributes podcasts. Uniquely identical. Uh huh. It's very funny because no, yeah, it's it's all it's meant for comedy. <laughs> yeah, like this bitter like old man like. Uniquely, everything, everybody thinks that they're Everyone's unique. Everyone's a goddamn snowflake. Yeah. You're all unique. But in reality, they're all just the fucking same. Everybody's just the same. You goddamn identical clowns. Just staring at your your, your palm pilots your that light your, up. Your blackberries and, and your emails. And your, your thingamajigs and your YouTubes and your... TikTok. When I was a child, all the things it did with TikTok was a clock. Sometimes you go cuckoo, and that would be the best part of your day. You know, old people won't. Old people don't know about TikTok yet. Like, what are you talking? Like, that's like a little kid thing. It's been on the news at least four times. About what? Uh, probably for Old Town Road when they do like some kind of a. Am I on a wire or something? Should I move my computer or something? What is that? Oh, that was that was microphone four. Oh. Well, why don't we just unplug okay, it? There we go. No, I just turned it off. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. That was weird. Um, it was actually freaking me out. I was like, how is this? Yeah, I was like, what is? is what? How is this better than that? <laughs> Because only had two. Yeah, yeah, we only had two. Yeah, that was all that we could fit on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Any more would be like ah.
you'd have to zoom out. Then you'd really need a magnifying glass up here. No, I would, yeah. Or you'd have to zoom really far in and just drag across the entire screen. I can't see it. You'd, you'd accidentally uh, incinerate it with a magnifying oh, glass outside. Like uh, the sun? Yeah, with like that thing in the yeah, in, the ants. In, the, in the in the solar system. Yeah, yeah. the solar system thing. Yeah, wow, that solar system thing. Solar system, the solar, the solar system's four billion years old. It was started by the Big Bang, and ever since the extraterrestrials became lucrative. I don't know what I'm talking about. I mean, you're talking about a lot of things that are true, <laughs> but you were saying it in a very odd way. The bureau was originally thought to be an a Greek god, but now that we have the Sumerian tablets, we discovered that Nibiru is a actual uh, heavenly body. That this this is giving me terrible flop sweats and a flashback to a documentary made about a book by the author who wrote the book, Jim. where he just talks about his book. Jim Mars. Oh God! Why did you say his name? I've we, heard, we should I've, have I've, Jim Mars in the podcast. I've heard that if you say his name four times in a mirror, spin around twice, and spit, that he actually appears. It's funny you said the same thing about Dave Sheely. Did I? Yeah. Good. <laughs> on that, on that on the skunk ape one. Yeah. The, the exact same. Yeah, you're like if you say his name four times. <laughs> uh, you shouldn't have said anything. You could have let uh, fans know that little Easter egg um, later. Oh. I fucked up. You I said, did. You really did. No, I fucked up because I was thinking about it, and I said, listen to episode two for, for Nibiru, but it's not. It's episode three because episode two was Skunk Ape because oh. episode one was Introductions. Well, it should have been episode seven to start with. Well, because Building Seven, yeah, but that no, was No, back... because of <laughs> Star Wars. Oh, right. <laughs> And uh, but that those episodes had that asshole on it, so that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. So those are all. If you want to listen to those episodes, no, uh, don't. I mean, send it, us five dollars, and we'll send you a link that expires in ten days. Who are Who are you? I'm Joe Rogan. Hello. Yeah. We're 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 gonna make money by making you send us money. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of cringeworthy. Yeah, like well, maybe like we'll do like an extra like once a month podcast for people that are paying money. What are we gonna do? Suck their dicks via the microphone? <laughs> are we gonna pull no, a well, classic Howard Stern and be like, "Sit on your speaker and turn it up"? We only did that one time. D- <laughs> yeah, and be like a fucking what's that? Uh, Vibrator. No, no, no. Was it Sibian? Yeah, Sibian. It's like a saddle. Oh. It has like a vibrator on top. You what hang you? out with sex shops way too long. Way too much, way too long, whatever I was trying to say. I drove 64,000 miles in four months around the Midwest by myself. They're very nice people to talk to at sex shops. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with hanging out at sex I feel shops. Like you're, I feel like you're trying to... Uh, sex shame you? I feel like you're trying to um, privately shame me. Well, which, this which is, is truly... public. What? <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but we're recording. Oh, fuck. Um, 
Okay, well, 